This message comes from NPR sponsor Dana-Farber Cancer Institute, where hundreds of researchers make new discoveries inspired by the work of previous Dana-Farber scientists. Learn more about their momentum at DanaFarber.org slash everywhere. Today, Russia is marking the anniversary of the Soviet Union's victory over Nazi Germany in World War II. Russian President Vladimir Putin is trying to link what is called the Great Patriotic War to his military movements in Ukraine. Putin spoke at Red Square this morning, and NPR's Charles Maines was there. Hey there, Charles. Hi there, Steve. What did Putin say? Well, you know, right from the beginning, he said what we kind of expected in a way. He was drawing parallels between World War II and the conflict in Ukraine, uh, particularly the Donbass in East Ukraine, saying that these were examples of Russia defending itself uh, through the years. You know, and Putin had used this stage again to make the case to the Russian public of why Russian forces are in Ukraine. And he listed this, these various grievances that we've heard over the past several months, you know, that this is about the U.S. wanting to dominate the world. This is about NATO expanding towards Russian borders. Uh, it's about the West not acknowledging the Soviet sacrifice in World War II. And, of course, about uh, the Kremlin uh, wanting to defeat fascism on the rise in Ukraine today. And I think, in short, it was kind of a wide swath uh, to the public to try and sort of convince them uh, one more time for why this was necessary. And there was this interesting moment. I want to just let's have us listen in here for a second. So here Putin is saying that on Red Square today, in front of us are soldiers and officers from different regions of Russia, you know, people of different ethnicities, many of whom were fighting in the Donbass. And he recognized the sacrifice of families of the injured and the dead. And, you know, that may all sound perfectly normal, but to me it tells uh, us that still, after more than two months into this conflict, you know, Putin is still building his case to the Russian public. Hmm. Well, while making that case, what announcements did he not make? Well, you know, going into this, there was a lot of speculation that Putin might try and announce some symbolic victory, uh, perhaps about the control of some key cities in East Ukraine. Uh, others thought he might expand the conflict, declare formal war rather than this, this special military operation that they're in right now, which has kind of a limited scope. Um, you know, and might expand it to explain that they were, were at war with the West. Uh, in the end, he did neither. Uh, he hinted at some things, but without any major announcement, mm. at least not right now, which suggests that the public support for, you know, mass mobilization, essentially a draft, uh, just isn't there. So the message really was stay the course. You know, the special military operation will grind on. What was it like to be present for all of this, Charles? Mm. You know, it's it's strange. I mean, you know, behind the scenes, your your bus with journalists to Red Square. Uh, you know, the final piece of advice as you arrive is to not run on Red Square. The implication being that there are a lot of people with guns who you, know, you might make them nervous. Um, good mm. to know. Um, but once you're there, you know, you see soldiers kind of milling about, trying to get lined up. Uh, soldiers, uh, volunteers are wishing everyone happy holidays and ushering people into the stands. And uh, these soldiers seem to be warring up their voices with the occasional ura or hooray. Um, and that all happens before the band strikes up and the parade gets underway. Now, that may not, may not sound modest, but it was more modest than previous years. Uh, that seems to be uh, a reflection of the ongoing conflict in Ukraine. There was a, a smaller display of military hardware. You know, we had several dozen tanks, some rocket launchers. But it was also windy out there today. The air show was canceled. No jets, uh, including the appearance of the flying Kremlin. That didn't happen. This is the Air Force One-like uh, government in the sky that's intended for Putin to ride in amid a nuclear strike. Hmm. How did people respond to what show that there was? 
Well, this was certainly the Russian leader's crowd. I mean, it's invitation only, a lot of lawmakers, cabinet makers, uh, celebrities, etc. But I think it's worth pointing out that in conversations you have with people away from Red Square, people have mixed feelings about the way that the authorities have really monopolized uh, this holiday. It used to be about celebrating peace uh, and an end to this horrific experience of World War II. Today, it's really about the war itself and celebrating doing it again. NPR's Charles Maines in Moscow. Thanks as always. Thank you. Now, people in Ukraine paid special attention to Putin's speech, and NPR's Frank Langfitt is on the line from Odessa, Ukraine. Hey there, Frank. Hey, Steve. What are you hearing? Well, one of the first things we saw in reaction was from uh, Mihailo Podolyak. He's an advisor to President Zelensky here. He wrote on Twitter that much of what Charles was talking about that that Putin said is simply not true. He writes, uh, let's talk again. NATO countries were not going to attack Russia. Ukraine did not plan to attack Crimea. There's no rational reasons for this war other than the painful imperial ambitions of the Russian Federation. Now, Zelensky, he put out a video today. This wasn't a response to Putin, but it was his own way of acknowledging Victory Day over the Nazis, you know, as we were saying over during World War II. And, Steve, he's walking down this empty boulevard in Kiev past these giant metal barriers, which are known as tank traps. And he says, on the day of victory over Nazism, we are fighting for a new victory. There are no shackles that can bind our free spirit. We won then. We will win now. Oh, a reminder that Ukraine was part of World War II as well. How is this anniversary being marked where you are, if at all? Completely opposite of what Charles was just describing. Everybody here is actually sheltering indoors in Odessa, and that's because the Ukrainian military has told everybody here that just off uh, out in the Black Sea, I'm looking out uh, towards the horizon right now from my hotel window, six Russian ships have lined up, and there are two subs, and they're in position to launch missiles here on Odessa, and in other parts of the South. Now, that, as far as I can tell, I haven't heard any sirens this morning. It doesn't seem to have happened yet, may, may not happen at all. And there's no celebration today of the, obviously, a Soviet military victory. After all, Russia has been at war with Ukraine since 2014. And yesterday, which is the normal day in the rest of Europe when people celebrate VE Day, as they do in London, where I normally live, people were out riding bikes around the water, went down to seaside cafes. And it was really interesting, Steve, Right where I was, you could hear the boom of anti-aircraft missiles taking off, aiming at cruise missiles from the Black Sea, Mm. and people would have a little jolt, and then they would just go on about their day. Wow. Uh, Were people celebrating at all in the Russian-occupied areas of Ukraine? Well, they were not popular celebrations. They were manufactured ones. To the east of here, we have the occupied, Russian-occupied port city of Kherson. Basically, the Russians have put in their own government there, turn, trying to turn it into a Russian city. They're putting up billboards with hammers and sickles to celebrate Victory Day, built a stage downtown for the celebration. And I saw on a Russian propaganda channel this morning people standing in a park waving Soviet flags. They were carrying portraits of Soviet soldiers, and they were chanting, Thank you, Grandpa, for the victory. Now, the vast majority of people in Kherson are against the Russian occupation, based on my conversations. So much so, I think so much concern that Russian soldiers actually were setting up checkpoints every 100 yards in the last few days in the city to uh, make sure they could stop people who might try to protest today. And uh, the fear in Kherson, Steve, is that Russia is either going to annex it or hold a fake referendum and turn the region into an independent people's republic. Did the uh, fighting and evacuation of civilians stop for the holiday? Uh, The evacuations, Steve, did continue. About 174 people, mostly from Mariupol, 
They got out by bus last night. About maybe 36, 38 of them were from that underground maze beneath the steel factory that's been under siege there for so long. It is now not clear if there are any other civilians still trapped there. Another case out in the east as well, that terrible story of the school that was leveled by a Russian bomb. 60 people were missing, according to regional authorities there. They say there is still too much shelling for them to do any more excavating, and they presume that those 60 people have died. NPR's Frank Langfitz, thanks so much. Great to talk, Steve. This message comes from NPR sponsor Viore, a new perspective on performance apparel. Clothing designed with premium fabrics, built to move in, styled for life. For 20% off your first purchase, go to viore.com slash NPR. Support for NPR and the following message come from IXL Online. Is your child asking questions on their homework you don't feel equipped to answer? IXL Learning uses advanced algorithms to give the right help to each kid, no matter the age or personality. One subscription gets you everything. One site for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And NPR listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com NPR. This is my voice. I can tell you a lot about me. And I'm not changing it for anyone. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of NPR episodes centered on Black experiences. Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths wherever you get your podcasts. 